Dear ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forum 2000 online chats, which offer interviews with politicians, experts, human rights defenders, journalists, and diplomats discussing the most significant current developments and looking at how they impact the future of democracy and freedom. My name is Irena Kalhousova, and I am head of the Herzl Center for Israel Studies at Charles University. Today, we will talk about the Summit for Democracy, organized by President Biden, which took place in December 2021. Our guest today is Dr. Charles Edel, Australia Chair and Senior Advisor at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Welcome, Dr. Edel. Irena, thanks so much for having me on today. Can you give us a little bit of context? What was President Biden's motivation for organizing this summit? Was the summit aiming at the domestic audience or international community? And was the main driving force to show both the American public and the world that after Trump, America is back as a defender of democratic values? Raina, thanks for that uh, great and broad uh, initial question, because look, I think it's very clear that through Biden's first year in office, he has said that there are a number of different priorities, uh, making sure that the middle class in America is empowered, making sure that climate change is dealt with, making sure that China uh, is dealt with, confronted, competed with, uh, but over and above all of these is his conviction, which you hear in almost every set of remarks that he has given, that the core challenge that we face in the 21st century is rising, surging authoritarianism while democracy has been on its back foot and has been in retreat. And we know that the numbers back this up, right? That the past 15 years, we've seen kind of democracies uh, retreating and weakening from within. This is not only his first year in office, he said this on the campaign trail. So if we're looking for the origins of this summit of democracy that happened virtually, sadly, of course, because of the pandemic, but on December 9th and 10th of this past year, it dates back to his campaign for president where partially aimed at what he saw President Donald Trump doing within the United States, kind of weakening the democratic foundations and institutions, but also this surge of authoritarianism abroad. President Biden, then candidate Biden, said that he would convene the world's democracies in his first year. And when a candidate says this, it becomes a pledge. And I, I said over and over again to friends, this was both the major initiative that he called for, and it was something that was new. So what we saw then was how can you possibly pull this off in conditions of a pandemic in a way that doesn't necessarily trip all over itself? And what we ended up with was a virtual summit that gathered more than uh, 100 different countries, members of civil society and the business community as well. So it is not only Trump's legacy, but we see also a concerted effort by the Republican Party to limit voting rights and to challenge independence of voting procedure. In the, in the United States. So taking into consideration uh, uh, American democratic backsliding, is the US in a strong enough position to be a global leader in defending democracy? You know, it, it's, a, it's a really important question, one that's debated here at home in the United States. I'm speaking to you from Washington, DC, that uh, the foundations of American democracy have been under stress. And actually, uh, I think one of the things that uh, President Biden has said over and over again is, we are an imperfect democracy, we always have been, and we know that and we can talk about that and that's important. So putting aside the question for a second of the political divergences between the Republican and the Democratic Party, uh, there is a debate in the policy community about whether the United States should even have this 
uh, discussion, especially after the events of January 6th. And I think that the argument was uh, that just because democracy is under threat as home, at home does not mean you can stop talking about what is happening around the world. In some ways, what has happened in the United States is part and parcel of what we're seeing on a global scale, that liberal dem democratic societies are under stress both from within, but also from forces on the outside. And so the idea was that we cannot afford to not talk about what's happening on the outside. And frankly, and I, I give a fair amount of credit to the administration on this, the idea was this is not going to be the United States talking about how wonderful and perfect its democracy is. We all know that that's not true, but rather a conversation amongst democratic societies for how we can aid each other, how we can help each other, and critically, how we can learn from each other. Can it actually be that the U.S. Uh, uh, has become a little bit more sensitive or in some way understand better that really, you know, this democratic backsliding, it can happen even to Americans, which I think, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, Americans wouldn't even even discuss such a thing, right? It was something uh, absolutely impossible. So can it give the US, you know, can it provide this more sensitivity toward the toward the other countries who had the same, who are facing the similar problem, problems? Yeah, that's a great point. And I, I think, and I hope indeed that that's true, uh, because I, I think that people who really do believe in democracy uh, understand that it's not something that you've arrived at, uh, but something that you are always struggling towards. And uh, the culmination of the last year's events, but particularly, again, focusing in on the attack on American democratic institutions and on the Capitol on January 6th, really hammered this point home. And for policymakers, but no less for ordinary people who pay attention to what's been happening, yes, it's clear that attacks on democracy can start from within just as they can from without. And so the sensitivity to making sure that our press uh, is free, uh, that our institutions are as powerful as possible, uh, that they depend on kind of legal oversight and not necessarily personal whim, uh, and that corruption stays as far out from uh, our politics as is possible. Uh, I think this is informing some of the discussion. And frankly, in the run up to the summit of democracies, right, because this is what we were talking about, uh, the first and the real major piece of uh, not legislation, but kind of a, the package that was put forward by the Biden administration was to say that we're going to take uh, aim at some of the corruption, the dirty money that you don't see. Uh, and actually, there was a fair amount of initiative put through that. And the idea was that bringing things to the light helps us understand what's going on both at home and, and abroad. But yes, uh, to kind of step back, I think, Arena, your point is well taken that uh, Americans, I hope, are humbled uh, by the last four years to understand that we also face uh, challenges to our own democracy. Uh, we are far from perfect. Uh, and that acknowledging that is a way to move forward. Hmm. Well, the question is, how inclusive uh, should the US afford to strengthen democracy worldwide? How inclusive this should be? Uh, and to invite some of the worst offenders of human rights, uh, like uh, Modi, like Bolsonaro, like Duterte. Uh, so many were criticizing it, that it's going way too far. So what do you think about that? Uh, well, look, we knew that before this started, that having a summit of democracies was going to be controversial. Uh, and we also knew that when the invitation list came out, it was going to be controversial. Um, the way that the White House has framed this, uh, rightly or wrongly, is that if you simply have a list of those who score highest on Freedom House Index or something else, you're going to have a very small club and you're going to be excluding a lot of the people who have either 
backslid or are trying to move forward. So I think the idea, the aim was to take a Catholic approach, a much broader approach than a narrow approach. But yes, this has opened them up for criticism of playing politics with who they chose, maybe playing geopolitics uh, with who they chose. Uh, I think those are valid and inevitable critiques that you run into when you are sending out an invitation list. But I think the impetus was it's more important to have this than not have this. Uh, let me just add a broader point, Arena, which I think is really important, that the Summit of Democracies uh, you know, was an initiative that Biden had while he was still a candidate, and they got it off the ground, even if it was just in a virtual form. But if the Summit of Democracies is seen as the end point because they held something, uh, or as that is what the plan is to combat kind of surging authoritarianism holding a summit, it will fail. Uh, the point is that this should be seen as the first step and not an exclusive provenance of how democracies are bolstered and strengthened just in a summit, but rather this is one of a series of initiatives that will become iterative and over again where others are invited in as they see fit to choose to join. Hmm. Well, uh, so more specifically, uh, do you think that this uh, summit uh, can have uh, a kind of a positive effect uh, for a long-term strategy to, to strengthen democracy? And if you can give us specific examples, you know, what, uh, uh, what, this, what were the main contributions of uh, the summit? Yeah, so look, I think the approach that we saw uh, the White House taking when it framed uh, this debate was to say, we, are, you know, we know that we have a very imperfect democracy. Uh, we still believe deeply in the power of democracy. Uh, and so we're not going to be broadcasting. This is going to be a talk shop more than anything else. And we want elements of civil society there. That's how they framed the approach here. Uh, but I think if this is to be um, successful uh, moving forward, uh, we need there to be real practical uh, outcomes to this. And in fact, This is something President Biden has said over and over again, not just limited to this summit of democracies, right? That if we are indeed in a battle uh, between governing systems to define the course of the 21st century, between democratic systems and authoritarian actors in everything ranging from uh, what our economic space looks like to how we conceive of and deal in the technological realm to even in the military realm, uh, that if we are in a battle between systems, we have to prove that democracies can deliver practical results for people and for societies. And so actually, I, I think you have seen a fair amount of progress in this, but it's, you won't necessarily see it if you just constrain the view to the summit of democracies. So the major initiatives that I would put forward that the Biden administration has led, uh, the quadrilateral grouping between India, Japan, Australia, and the United States is predicated upon delivering practical results, whether that's vaccine distribution, Uh, or infrastructure projects or climate outcomes. The AUKUS deal between Australia, the United States and the United Kingdom is predicated on democratic allies who share an awful lot and have a similar sense of kind of increasing tensions with Beijing can come together because they trust each other to share technology in a way that kind of enhances their military security. So uh, I, I think that the point that I'm trying to make here, Arena, is that this can work, but only if it continues to deal with and deliver practical uh, results. So I think what we've seen is at the end of the Summit of Democracies, uh, the call was made that we're going to reconvene next year where everyone is going to report on the progress that's been made. 
that's good. But I would also note on this initial summit of democracies, uh, you know, I, I haven't read every single country that was there duets, but the United States put a fair amount of money behind some of the initiatives. I'm not sure any of the other countries that we saw there did. And unless there's actually action that kind of tracks with the lofty rhetoric, uh, you will uh, not have success here. So you mentioned that uh, there is a plan uh, to reconvene next year. Are yes. there? And so this is the, the that's uh, uh, you know the 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 main uh, thing for future. Or are there any other other plans how to move forward with uh, this agenda with Biden's agenda? Yeah. Well. Well. First of all, it's evolving. Uh, we should say right. But yeah. So uh, kind of step number one is that pandemic conditions allowing for. Uh, there will be a reconvening of the summit, but it will be in person, which is always better, as we all know. As much as I enjoy talking with you over Zoom, we always do better when we're in person. Uh, the second part, and I think this is useful, is there were no hard targets that were put to this. But in order to drive an agenda forward, you actually have people uh, you want to get to a place where are reporting on what they have done and setting targets for themselves and for others. The third area that I think is actually really critical here is that The summit of democracy should not be seen as the only vehicle upon which dem uh, democratic support rests. Uh, that's a recipe where it's bound to fail. And so other initiatives, other groupings of like-minded countries, uh, even if they don't all score 100% on the Freedom House Index, working together to show that democracy works and that it can promote uh, practical, deliverable results for themselves and for others. That's, I really think, the measure of what we see uh, happening in terms of the success of democracies being able to offer a positive vision that's attractive and useful in the 21st century. Dr. Adele, thank you very much uh, for sharing with us your ideas. And thank you all for watching Forum 2000 online chats. And I, I hope to see you uh, some other time. Thank you very much again. Uh, thank you, Irina. I enjoyed the chat.